Hi, it's Cindy, your insider, welcoming you into another episode of the Insider's Career Club. Our podcast helps job seekers like you avoid making critical mistakes in their job search. We also help workers stay in the know with timely career news. As the in-house talent acquisition person, I qualified and interviewed candidates. I also worked with managers to help them fill their positions. In my career of over 25 plus years, I witnessed countless candidates make costly mistakes on their resumes and in their interviews. But that doesn't have to be you. Understand what managers are looking for when they hire. Listen to the podcast regularly. You'll be able to learn a lot. Remember, too, there's support for your job search on the website, and we have career services to help you with your resumes, and we can do a mock interview to help you land that great position. Hey, insiders, I'm giving you a heads up. In this podcast, we've got several quotes and facts that I wanted to prepare you that they're coming, so don't be overwhelmed when you hear them. I'm not going to use too many of them. I just wanted to make sure that you had the real picture of what's going on here. So hang in there. It'll be worth it to you to get this information and boost your knowledge, okay? So as of May 7th, 2021, the national unemployment rate for April reported by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, better known as the BLS, is 6.1%. However, what you need to know is this unemployment rate is deceptive. Here's what you don't know, but you need to. This number does not capture several major parts of the unemployed population. The ratio or the formula that they use to calculate unemployment is a ratio of the number of people counted as unemployed to the number of people considered to be in the active labor force, which includes everyone who has a job or wants one. Now, this incomplete number is giving us an inaccurate picture of what's going on in the country today. Here are some of the groups, and I want you to know that, that this unemployment rate does not include. First, the number of people who are getting unemployment checks. Now, wait a minute here, huh? I'm scratching my head. Is it just me, or is that weird? Two, that number does not include those who are underemployed or furloughed. Number three, other misplaced workers not in this number are those workers who just stopped looking. Number four. In addition, there are older workers who lost jobs and decided to either wait out the pandemic or retire. Five. And then there are the remaining people who didn't qualify for unemployment. Now, it stands to reason if these groups were included, it would push that number up dramatically. I felt that this was important for me to bring to you because there are so many people, 9.8 million in fact, reported for April, who are still tirelessly looking for work, not finding it, and feeling some level of desperation, frustration, and failure. Now, it's my sincere hope that this is not you, but you may know some people like this. And if you do, it's vital for you to understand this so that you can share this information with them or tell them to listen to the podcast because these factors have been silently impacting either you or them. 
So listen carefully again to this. Those groups I just talked about are not included in the number the BLS uses to calculate the unemployment rate. It's surprising, but it's surprising in not a good way. And oh, there's more. Now, in defense of the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they do give an estimate of the real unemployment rate. But, and I'm going to say that again, but this real unemployment rate isn't publicized or widely known like the monthly unemployment rate that everyone reports on. This, that's the one we're hearing in the news. They report on it monthly, and we're all you know waiting with bated breath for this number, right? So I went to the BLS website, but I couldn't find the real unemployment rate there. I'm sure it's there, but it's buried somewhere. So what's my point? My point, my dear insiders, is that this unemployment rate that we all look to as a barometer of how we're doing in this country is in fact not real and deceptive. So let's check in here. Is your mind spinning? It should be. Let's move on and talk about this real unemployment rate. Let's explore this, okay? Well, first off, it is real. I have a quote for you from an article entitled, The Labor Market Deceptions and Explanations Behind the Unemployment Rate. It's by a gentleman by the name of Raghav Singh, and it's dated November 17th, 2020, in which he explains the real, and I'm using my air quotes here, unemployment rate. Now he says, the BLS does also estimate the real unemployment rate, which includes the underemployed, those working in jobs for which they are overqualified, and people who work fewer hours than they would like. This is much closer to the truer picture, since it includes individuals who are discouraged and marginally attached to the labor force. It also accounts for those who have given up looking for a job because they cannot find one that matches their skills and preferences. Now, this is boggling the mind, and I bet you think so too. So then what is that real unemployment rate? Well, according to an article on February 10, 2021, by Lucy Bailey of CBS, she was interviewing Jerome Powell, who's the Federal Reserve Chairman. He said, the real unemployment rate in the U.S. is closer to 10% after misclassification errors are factored into the official government figure. Now that is another mind boggler. The unemployment rate at that time was 6%. The real unemployment rate was 10%. That's a difference of 4%. That's a huge difference. Now, I want you to keep that in mind when you hear in future the unemployment rate because it is misleading. Now, by the time you're hearing this, these numbers may have changed. But just on facts alone, this is a clear and more accurate picture of what is happening today. To restate, there were 9.8 million people in April who were still out of work. The effects of the pandemic people are much deeper and longer lasting than what's been reported. Yes, I realize this all sounds a little bleak. Earlier this year, the job market was on a three-month hot streak of improved growth. Businesses were starting to ramp up their hiring efforts. Economists were expecting the U.S. economy to add more jobs this year than any other year on records dating back to 1939. They were expecting anywhere from 6.7 million to 5.3 million, depending on which economist you quoted. 
Unfortunately, it was reported on May 7th again that job growth was down to only 266,000 jobs added last month. President Biden announced on the 7th that though it was expected sooner, the bounce back will take longer than expected. One thing to note of import is even when the expected gain of jobs was high, it was unlikely that the jobs that were lost would be matched on a job-for-job basis from last spring when the coronavirus pandemic emerged. But the one caveat that you need to keep in mind is that the improved job growth is going to look different. Now, there are also jobs that will come back. Some of the ones that went away will come back with smaller numbers. That may be in the restaurant industry. It could be in hospitality and or other areas. And then there are other jobs, unfortunately, that are going to disappear altogether. And these tend to be the ones that are using low-skilled workers. Automation is going to have a larger impact on the availability for jobs for low-skilled workers. These are the ones that need to find viable career changes. They need to get some training in a particular field to return to school so that they can be viable in the upcoming job market. Now, the next and last quote comes from data from Corn Ferry. Now, they're an executive search firm that you may or may not have heard about. They are showing that jobs that are paying below 30K are still relatively high in their numbers at 14%, below the jobless numbers that were before the pandemic, while jobs paying 31 to 49K are at a 4% lower than their pre-pandemic levels. Workers with higher level education or specific training have an ability to earn higher salaries. This is also something Corn Ferry is saying. Those that either have a high school diploma or without will have a decrease of jobs of 6 to 7% in availability from their pre-pandemic levels. But for college grads, the jobs are only down 2% pre-pandemic. So listen up if this is you. If you don't have a high school diploma, we're not going to get one. Or even if you have one, you need to rethink your career. The future job force is going to be a highly skilled one. Now's the time to get yourself trained. Look into trade schools or union positions if you don't like going to school. You're going to need some time to complete whatever training you've decided to do. We all know that businesses are now operating digitally on a much larger scale. Jobs for highly educated and highly skilled workers has increased and is only going to continue to do so, while the demand for low-skilled workers has declined. Now, demand for low, for workers in white-collar jobs will continue to rise, like in the computer field, mathematical occupations, software developers, database architects, data scientists, and other highly skilled workers. However, even those workers, all of you that have undergraduate degrees, MBAs, certificates, PhDs, I urge you not to get complacent either. Keep learning and expanding on your skill set so that you will remain a viable candidate in the future job market. Although the hiring outlook for spring and summer has slowed, we are still adding jobs and not at a complete standstill. Make sure that you're using this time to your advantage.
and doing what you can to make yourself a viable candidate for the future. So glad you joined us today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like us because your ratings matter. We'll be bringing you new podcasts every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. My goal is to help you, my valued listeners in your job search, and continue to help you right on through your work life. To make that happen, though, your support is needed. By listening regularly, we can keep this going. But you can also help by sharing the podcast with your network of friends, family, and coworkers. Ask them to listen. We're on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and so many more. Not so podcast savvy? Tell them they can go to listen on our website at www.insiderscareerclub.com. I appreciate your support. Stay safe and take care.